we were adamant that we were going to do it. And I think we pulled it off. Let's see, I joined Bungie in 97. So this is Max Hoberman. I'm the uh, CEO, founder of Certain Affinity. And prior to that, I was uh, working at Bungie. I was the multiplayer online and user interface design lead for Halo 2. That's right, Halo 2. One of the most eagerly awaited video games finally goes on sale. Video gamers across the country are anxiously awaiting the midnight release of a game called Halo 2. Five minutes and counting for Halo 2 to go on sale. A game that would play a huge role in shaping not only my life and career, but also, and much more importantly, the future of multiplayer gaming. Introducing features like matchmaking playlists, parties, and more that would change the way we play games together. I'm Andy Bravo-Dodinsky, and welcome to an extended sneak peek of the upcoming limited series podcast, Halo 2 Artifacts. In this series, we're going to pour over hundreds of Max's original design documents from Halo 2, unearth things that have never been discussed, hear new stories from inside a Bungie and Xbox, and look back at what made Halo 2 multiplayer unforgettable and industry-shaping. Here are just a few of my favorite moments. In the early days, when we were still in Chicago, in early, early Halo days, like before Xbox, before console, we were still, uh, people think we were, we were developing for the Mac first. You know, Steve Jobs on the stage, it's being developed for the Mac first. We are starting to see some great games come back to the Mac, but this is one of the coolest I've ever seen. This game is going to ship early next year from Bungie, and we're going to see, for the first time, Halo. Welcome, Jason. It was actually not the case. Really, it was actually Windows first. Man, a lot of these documents that you saw are, are really early documents when it was, it was really just kind of kind of brainstorming and throwing things out there. The first episode of the series starts off with the early days, well before Halo 1 had even released. I joined um, right as Bungie was actually preparing to uh, launch uh, Myth the Fallen Lords, mm -hmm. their first uh, RTS. Are there things that you remember during the lead up to myth about your first days and weeks at Bungie? Um, I, I literally lived at the office for two weeks because I moved up to Chicago and I, I didn't, I'd never been there before except for my half day interview and I didn't rent a place or anything. Mm -hmm. And you know, after, actually I, I became friends with Jason after I found a critical bug. You'll hear all about that critical bug and much more as we get into the wild stories of Halo 2's development. When we started Halo 2, I wasn't part of the dev team. I was still running the community team. Mm -hmm. They had a uh, design spec for this warfare game mode. And when I realized that their plan was to only ship that and to not ship the sort of Halo 1 multiplayer that everyone knew and loved and had taken off in the LAN party setting, um, I just thought that was a huge mistake. Um, and, and I made a lot of noise about it. We'll also bring in a special guest or two to help us tell some of these stories, reuniting some of them for the first time since their work on Halo 2. It's great to see you again, Max. What's up, Sam? It's been a while, hasn't it? Only like, you know, 15 years or something like that. I know, it's been way too long. We were just... Then we'll get into Max's aspirations and goals in building what would ultimately become Halo 2 multiplayer. And right from day one, I had a lot of ambition, and there was a lot there that was ambitious and revolutionary. You know, I, th I think the person, the company that was doing it best back then was probably Blizzard, or not probably, definitely. Enter a world where chaos reigns. Warcraft 3, Reign of Chaos, rated T14. But we felt, 
I felt that we could do better and we could do better than even the Battle.net experience on PC at the time. And we'll also get into things like the daunting challenges, tough decisions, and high stakes. Do you remember the decision on that one? Oh yeah, yeah, I do, I do because uh, I remember agonizing over that decision, mm -hmm. actually probably more than many others on the multiplayer design side. We were so strapped for implementation resources. Mm -hmm. Our gameplay programmer for multiplayer was actually only part-time until all of a sudden, not only were we designing all the multiplayer, but we needed to figure out in about six weeks what we show at E3. Mm -hmm. So I, I had to scramble in like a matter of days because the clock was ticking. It was pretty hectic at the time because the pressure was so high. God, the, yeah, the politics of it were, uh, were pretty monumental. And when I did that, I had a moment of panic when I realized this entire system is just gonna die. The wait times are gonna be atrocious. It's gonna be a horrible experience. In the last week before they gold mastered, they redid all the weapon balance in the game and it totally worked all the weapons for multiplayer and we shipped that way yeah. because nobody told us. We didn't know and we thought it was all in the bag. So yeah, uh, yeah, that was painful. That was really hard. There's also stories of big changes, cut maps and cut features that never quite made it into the final version of Halo 2. Now that you've jogged my memory more, I'm like, man, I, we could have gone so much further. Yeah. There, there were so many other things I wanted that we never even sort of scratched the surface of. Okay, I want to get into a few maps that did not make the cut. Uh, okay. The first one is Cyclone, and you've tweeted a picture of this one and also mentioned that it was an exercise to design the absolutely smallest map possible. Uh, <laughs> do you remember working on the, the paper oh, yeah. designs for Cyclone? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah I, remember, I remember that very well. That one, kind of like midship where you could see across the gap. I, in, in that one, there was going to be no gap at all. Alongside ladders, teleporters, turrets, there's something called force walls, and it states that two sets of force walls exist on either side of the level. Do you remember anything about force walls? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Force walls were uh, kind of like a shield that you could temporarily knock out. Tournaments, though, were different because I did actually plan out this automated multi-level tournament system. But the thing that I thought was really more of a game changer was observer mode. And we just we just ran out of time. It certainly would have uh, it would have ushered in you know esports and and whatnot even more I think than uh, Halo did. And we'll also have fun looking back at so many of the things that simply made Halo Two such an amazing era for gaming. The first time that you blew up you know a hog loaded up carrying the flag back about to score mm -hmm. with a rocket or something is just such a such a strong memory, right? When you're the hero and save the day, I would then take that input, really, that data and go back and think, holy shit, how do I make that happen more often, Yeah. right? And now I wanna go look at these old design docs again because there's some fun stuff in there that I hadn't thought about in 15 years. So that's just a taste of what's to come. Episode one of Halo 2 Artifacts drops this Friday, November 5th, with new episodes every Friday as we approach the release of Halo Infinite and also celebrate the 20th anniversary of the Halo franchise. For updates and more information, be sure to subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. Thanks for listening, and we hope you enjoy the show.